0: Hello, everybody and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 725 with a review of glass onion a knives out mystery i'm christopher Stacy.
1: and i'm steven miller
0: and if you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week in the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue over the latest films coming to a theater near you or a streaming platform near you it depends on whether you got to see this during the week it was in theaters like we did or if you're like everybody else who's going to get to see it around the time this episode comes out um Mm -hmm. Which that Friday, is, I believe. Yeah, which is either, you know, perfect happenstance or uh, a mystery. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: I don't know where I was and going with that. If you
1: think it's hard listening to it so late, try uh, reviewing it so late. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> tougher. So a little bit, peak, peak I did the math. Like, I, I looked at the calendar. You, so this came out the weekend after Thanksgiving. Um, I delayed us recording on Monday three weeks ago because I had just gotten back in town. I'd been traveling till the night before and I wanted to see The Glass Onion and a few other things before we recorded. So three weeks ago, I watched The Glass Onion in theaters Two weeks ago, we sat down to record a few reviews, including a review of The Glass Onion. And mid recording, I came down with COVID. And, uh, I have not left this office since that recording, and two weeks have passed. And now, this thing that I had to race out to see in theaters because I wanted to get to talk about it early and it was going to be forever before it was on Netflix is <laughs> about to be on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it if it, it it's in line with you know usually uh you know we might get to see a film at a festival and then we re- we review it and you know only people paying attention to festival stuff get get to listen to it really everybody else probably isn't going to come back and listen to it like 6 months later when the film came out but now right. we get to have that experience of see it early then we release it right around the time it's getting released anyway so you know it it's it you know it, it worked out for everyone except yeah. for maybe you oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, we're great. We're all we're all happy. Wouldn't change a single thing.
0: Yeah, so if uh, you know, it, it, this is where we're going to find out that I come down with covid during this recording just yeah. uh no, going to put fun. a f- nice little bow on everything.
1: Yeah. Did you get that package I sent you?
0: This
1: <laughs> is a covid package. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one with the little uh, cough in a bottle that you have to open. Yeah, that I had to figure out how to get into.
0: Oh yeah. man, we're 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 gonna find out. Hopefully, you know, knock on knock on the wood table here. Um, hopefully, everything's gonna be fine. Hopefully, you'll be fully recovered uh, soon, and you can go out and see Avatar Two: uh, The Way of mm-hmm. Water, um, which I'm sure everyone is gonna be excited to hear what we have to yeah. say
1: about it. I I gotta tell you, I I don't know. A lot of people, it seems like, after they finally get COVID, they feel a little sense of like invincibility like they want to go out and make the most of it now all i'm thinking is god damn it the moment i go back into movie theater i'm going to get like influenza or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything's been weakened so now you're exactly, susceptible for yeah. all the other stuff yep yeah i'm i'm gonna keep trying to you know fight it i feel like i feel like this is the last straw with the, with the way things are going now with everybody you mm-hmm. know spiking after everybody getting back from thanksgiving i feel like christmas is going to be when i get it for sure um yeah. so by the time we sit down to record again
1: <laughs> I, I mean luckily luckily when we visit our families we're going to places that are like extremely liberal and everyone wears masks <laughs> and you know <laughs> it's california right we didn't grow up in <laughs> yeah, it's, in a profoundly it's, republican part of a very liberal state
0: yeah it's uh it, it it's gonna be fun that's it's gonna yep. it's for sure
1: <laughs> i believe in you one, one of us has to has to keep dodging this. <laughs> has to go on.
0: Man, I wish there was a good way to, like, really, truly test, like, like DNA-wise. That, like, even if you got it, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, but you were, like, asymptomatic, like, this right. one blood test could show that you for sure got it at some point in time. Because it would mm-hmm. be kind of... Not not cool or fun exactly but it would be interesting to be like okay yes the, the, like this is the amount of the population that has literally never gotten it and we could just see how it goes forever and then yep. and then whoever whoever wins at the end just gets it
1: like that yeah that's i know I, I loved the idea of knowing that until the second i got it and now i'm like damn it i don't want to think about it everyone's gonna get it <laughs> it's like activity <laughs> rings on your apple watch yeah, yeah I, I immediately <laughs> turned into a bitter person that's like Oh, it's inevitable
0: Mm. (laughs) the streak is broken and now fuck Mm. the world
1: um all because i decided to eat at a salad bar
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well you are you ready to do this steven oh i'm ready all right let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer for glass onion and knives out mystery and then come back and give everyone a review
1: Ah! Ah! hello oh my god
0: room We've arrived. Disruptors have assembled. Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that? Benoit Blanc, the detective. Mr. Prom, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? I've
1: invited you all to my island. Hi. Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead will we still be able to talk to you
0: yeah i'm not playing dead the whole weekend dude well, this is truly delightful across the island i've hidden clues you will have to closely observe each other if anyone can name the killer that person wins our game any questions <laughs> Aliberry! that has a kick
1: oh my god what happened <laughs> holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a murder, and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person, this is not a game. I must insist that nobody touch the body. Jeez, detective, who killed the party? I need to find a motive for murder. Everyone would stab a friend in the back to hold on to this rich bastard.
0: Who killed it? You're all friends. Why would anyone commit murder? Are we even gonna talk about the elephant in the room?
1: Am I the elephant? Yeah! You're the elephant! You're not that bad. Think of the danger here. Are you calling me dangerous? Well, we'll see. hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks you must be really great at clue huh i'm very
0: bad at dumb things ticking boxes running around searching all the rooms it's just a terrible terrible game so that was the trailer for glass onion a knives out mystery a reading for imdb famed southern detective benoit blanc travels to greece for his latest case stephen miller mm-hmm. what did you think of glass onion a knives out mystery
1: so honestly i felt very very similar about glass onion a knives out mystery as i did with the original knives out which is that it was super entertaining jam-packed with witty banter ryan johnson tends to know exactly where the audience's head is at, and he purposely knows how to play with that, play with those expectations, stay one step ahead of the whole time. But that my enjoyment of it felt very tied to the kind of theatrical experience and maybe had a shelf life of just a few days, which isn't like a criticism, it's just the kind of movie Ryan Johnson is making. He basically, he backs himself into a corner on purpose, where it seems like, shit, he's not going to be able to pull himself out of this one. Like, he's written himself into a a dead end. There's no way this is going to be entertaining. You've revealed everything to us already. And then he does this, like, acrobatic trick of untangling that and surprising you anyway. And that is really entertaining and amusing as a showcase of a director, as a, like, thing I am participating in in the moment. I don't know that that amusement like lingers very long like i loved knives out when i watched it at tiff with you i don't think it made a top 10 list for me at the end of the year i i felt like it was like i loved it and then it was kind of like poof afterwards because it was a I watched an acrobatic trick, right? I didn't watch like a narrative that sunk in with me, and that's kind of how I feel with Knives Out, which makes it kind of a shame that a the theatrical window was so narrow that very few people are going to have that experience with Glass Onion, and b that we're recording it three weeks after I watched it um,
0: because <laughs> so it, like, you it was a test lot of fun. Your own feeling, basically.
1: Yeah, like it was a lot of fun. Like I laughed a ton watching this movie i just think so much of the laughter is about the high wire act that ryan johnson is doing in making the movie and that is just inherently kind of very like present tense time stamped to this exact moment um there's tons of good stuff about this like the cast is super game here the cast is very funny daniel craig is possibly even more funny as benoit Blanc here I, i'm sure we're going to get into spoilers at some point to talk through this movie a bit yeah. more i don't even know what we're allowed to say uh, before the spoilers uh but he has some amazing moments of revelation and kind of parodying himself and it, 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 he he just plays it great um edward norton I think as the, you know, Elon musk type billionaire at the center, um, he steers into his public persona as being like an arrogant, punchable kind of dude so well. Like, I am not sure I've ever seen him poke fun at himself quite this well before. He just, like, nails that role. Kate Hudson hams up every scene she's in. Like, I don't even remember the last time I saw her play such like a vital role in a movie and it was good to have her back like she still (laughs) delivers Um, dave bautista is like the platonic ideal of a dave bautista character in this movie (laughs) janelle Monet is like maybe the mvp she's just so captivating and like everyone is having a blast and they are very fun to watch Um, some of my cons kind of like i feel about judd apatow movies i think here some of the humor feels a little too driven by like reference and celebrity cameo of just like look at all the people we got to be in this thing Uh, which speaks to again like fun in the moment laugh in a crowded theater but not necessarily like the kind of thing that i'm going to want to put on and watch and watch and watch again and again um and while in general this did keep me guessing like he's good at playing with audience expectations um he basically lets you think for more than half the movie that you know what he's gonna do and it can't possibly be a good movie and then pulls them off a magic trick this time there were a few very obvious things that i called early that were played as reveals later in a way that kind of hurt the magic just a little bit we can get into it in spoilers like it, he didn't bat a hundred with the reveals he, d- he did pretty well but there were some that i was like damn it you're really just gonna do okay okay that's what um
0: what i said we'll definitely have to talk about this because yeah, yeah, uh, anyway curious. all of
1: this is somewhat faint hindsight criticism for a movie that i had a lot of fun with in person i just like he's such a smart brilliant director he clearly can tackle any genre he knows how to make a great movie about anything i i know he is loving this knives out kick it just for some reason the fun of it is a it's like a can of soda It like it's sweet and <laughs> it gets flat you know, a little bit like it I, I just think there's there's more substantive things he could be doing with his talent, and I, a part of me just wishes that he were uh, focusing on those <laughs> a little bit more. That's all. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So so for me, you know, I'm 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 am I'm a big fan of Ryan Johnson's work, um, and it's kind of like to the point where every time he has a new film coming out, I'm worried. That like, is this going to be the one that I don't fully get on board for? You know, it's kind of, it, it's mm. like Christopher Nolan, right? Where it's like, it's like he can't possibly continue just knocking it yeah. out of the park. Like eventually... And he is batting
1: 100 for you, right? Like you haven't had any movies that you even kind of disliked in it, in his repertoire.
0: Yeah, yeah. I Like, I, I think, I think that he is really good at what he does and really cares about very very interesting stories um that are always something that kind of pulls me in when i first started seeing the trailer for glass onion and knives out mystery i was i was getting i'll be honest i was getting a little worried um because (laughs) the trailers because they obviously don't want to give away too much of the mystery that you're tuning in to watch they're really just mini character features and i was kind of like oh boy (laughs) like The decision to go for these jokes of these character like archetypes very broad (laughs) yeah it was very broad it was very like these were not a bunch of characters that are of a certain type of ilk it was like no each one of these characters is the heightenedest form of the character that they are playing and everything is sort of played as a joke and to me not all of those jokes were landing in the trailers and then the movie started and I was getting that same feeling I was kind of like mmm like cringe is not the word I would say I I would just Mm. say that like I was kind of like mmm. I'm I'm not this isn't landing with me This feels like you targeted the next Netflix algorithm where like you it felt like you were dumbing down the characters you would write to Appeal to a broader group of people who are going to watch us on Netflix and are gonna love the shit out of it and I I kind of felt Like, you know, it wasn't like I was betrayed by it, but I just kind of felt like, "Mm, I feel like I liked it better when you were making like these little indie darling films that are just for the people that are going to see it and you aren't trying to appeal to a broader group of people. And... You know, there there was still the things I liked, like Benoit Blanc is going to be amazing forever. Like, I'll, I'll watch him do whatever he can be. it you just put him in another movie and he's always going to, like, steal the show. And I was kind of like, OK, I'm still getting that stuff. This is kind of fun. But I was really waiting for things to kick into gear. And there is a there is a turn in this film yep. where I don't know if this is one of the ones that you called way early or not, but something happens and the film just pauses for a second and sort of spools it's like unspools itself and goes like okay We've had our fun now Let's get into the meat of what I actually wrote and now let's do it and I kind of just sat forward in my chair and I went Oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen (laughs) Like, Like when it actually starts to get into what it wanted to do instead of the let's joke about these different groups of people and the lives that they have and and how these these seemingly different and weird individuals are all somehow friends and like how do they know each other like i kind of didn't care about that stuff but once the actual mystery kicked in i was like holy shit this is amazing i love where this is going and just watching that continually get deeper and deeper and deeper um it just it became like (laughs) i don't know is a six pack of soda i don't don't know how to i don't know how to unspool Mm -hmm. (laughs) your I don't have to take your analogy and change it and just go like I, I had an amazing time by the end of it and you know it's it's hard to compare it to the first film because the first film felt so different than what I could have ever dreamed of having like I've never seen a film where from the beginning you know who done it why they done right. it and what was going on and that film was all about can the person who done it not get away with it but like how do we protect this person from what will inevitably happen based on the people around like it was it was it, it had just tipped up the mystery genre on its head and made this thing that was like, Holy shit, this is amazing. And I think that this film is equally amazing, but starting from about fifty percent of the way through the runtime, where it's like up until that point I was kind of just like, All right, we'll see where this goes. Yep. And then like once it started it was like, Hey, I know exactly how you feel right now. Don't worry. And then, like a with a bang, like a bang, it just suddenly was like, boom. Nope. Here's the movie that you're actually watching.
1: You're welcome. And I, there for me, there are two moments like that in this movie, and we'll get into it in spoilers. But that that is the confidence that I'm talking about, where it's like he is confident enough that he is willing to make, I would say, like a like B minus movie. Like cringe is how I felt too in the first. I don't know, 40 minutes of this movie maybe before I like knew what it was doing where I was like, okay, this is like, you know, the celebrities are entertaining and their characters are very silly and I'm going to have an okay time watching this. But like the amount of time that he is willing to let it be a kind of unremarkable movie where you think you know exactly where it's going and you're kind of like, like, I don't know, feeling a little bit uncomfortable about it is like it is admirable. Like he knows how to play the audience for sure. And I had the same experience you did where I was like, okay, really? Like I get it. We are going to have like the, we're going to have the red pill dude. And we're going to have like the, the vapid celebrity who speaks her mind, no matter who it offends. And we're going to have like the, I I get it. All the jokes are like, I I think the part of it is that knives out, like, exists in the modern day but it felt kind of like a timeless thing you know like it was like a family dynamic in an old house and it like it had this kind of like throwback feel to it yeah this was very much a we are commenting on modern day like this is a world where COVID exists we are talking about a tech billionaire crypto-y type dude and we are going to have all these characters that are very much satirizing the here and now yeah but as a satire it plays very broad it doesn't play sharp right it's like okay okay wow we're really just heightening everyone to 11 and something about that the amount of time that it left me in that space made me really worried and he did he pulled off the magic trick like he undoes all of that by the end in a way that i think is very clever and well done he peels away
0: the layers of the glass onion to reveal whatever the inside of an onion is called
1: exactly he, he peels it away to reveal the uh the beautiful bulbous center at the, <laughs> the, the he does it very well it's just i would just say that makes this the kind of movie where the joy you get is in not knowing where it's headed and my hypothetical is like do you think if you were to watch this a second time knowing where it's headed you will enjoy that first half of the movie like there there's something about the type of trick he does that feels like a one-time trick to me in a way that just inherently doesn't make me feel as high on the movie by the end cuz i'm like well that was a really fun ride that i went on you know so,
0: so i was i was actually thinking tonight you know leading into when we were sitting in to record at least one more viewing i think i can i can manage to still enjoy that first part specifically because there's probably at least two characters for which I want to recontextualize every word that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and I think getting to re-experience those and see whether whether it's a it's a, an actual magic trick where it's it's just like Deus ex machina itself into what it actually wants to tell, or or whether everything still holds true the yep. entire time. Like that's the thing that I think I'll get joy from going through the second time. Um, you know, sure. on a third watch, it might be one of those things where I kind of just skip to that fifty percent. <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah, and i don't know why this is my litmus test because most movies i love i only watch one time but for some reason it's like the feeling that they would be rewarding even if they were spoiled feels important to me and I, i don't know why it's just there's like a especially because so much of the commentary of the movie is also very like current internet culture type of commentary it's just like I don't know it it felt like a really fun TV show to me like there's just something that wasn't a hundred percent cinematic about about my experience with it yeah like very fun very silly enjoyed myself had a blast but it it just felt like a little bit less than and I can't put my finger on why yeah no no
0: I I, I mean yeah I I get that like I, I was getting it the entire time but I think like where it goes in the end is so good Mm-hmm. that I feel like it makes me forget the first half of the film um, and makes me just like fully kind of buy into it. Also, like it was one of those things where to even to see it because Alamo Drafthouse was not playing this film for some reason that I, that yeah. I cannot comprehend. Um, and it was just one of those things where I wasn't able to, like I was in a theater that I never go to with like crowds that I'm not used to being with. And it was kind of like there was a lot of things about the night that were already off kilter for me. And then when that beginning started, I was like, "hmm, I'm not sure I'm vibing with this at all yeah it, it and, had, and
1: you're it, with like a let's say like not Alamo crowd, which means they're probably laughing at the lowest hanging fruit and stuff and you're yeah, like "Ooh, yeah. this <laughs> i'm not I am not feeling it the way that they're feeling it,
0: yeah, yeah, um, but you know, like I said, it totally came around um i I will say earlier when you were talking about uh or when we were talking about like peeling back the 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 layers of the onion. That, that, that so this is one of my biggest complaints about the film right here, uh, which which isn't isn't necessarily spoilery. But so in the first film, there's there's a scene where Benoit Blanc is working through something in his head, and he has this. You know, I, I'm gonna paraphrase, and I'm not totally fuck up this line, but it just for some reason I loved it. It's the line where he's talking about he's like, "I spoke in the car about the hole at the center of this donut, and what you and Holland did that." Fateful night seems at first glance to fill that hole perfectly. A donut hole in a donut's hole. But we must look a little closer. And when we do, we see the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut. It's not a hole at all. I forget. You know, I, I I totally bastardize it. If I could just find that clip on on YouTube or something, I'll drop it in instead of my line. Um, mm. But I wanted him to have a similar line of dialogue about how he's unraveling. <laughs> he's peeling away the layers of the onion, but at the center of this onion is also itself an onion that mm. is glass. <laughs> and like yeah. I was I was waiting for that 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 you know monologue to happen, and it never did. And that kind of if I'm honest, kind of bummed me out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I hear you. Though we <laughs> in spoilers, we will talk about some very great monologues by Daniel Craig. Nonetheless, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, I kind of want to just dive to spoilers, but if you have other non-spoilery stuff, we can uh, we can go through them.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'd even want to say that's non-spoilery. Um,
1: it, this one is like a little spoilery, but I won't. I won't dig into it, e- even though in general I don't love how anchored in right, right, right now the movie is. I thought the way it treats and then dispenses with COVID was actually quite funny. <laughs> I got a yeah. pretty good laugh out of that.
0: Yeah, the, the cameo centered around that. Yeah, that was one of the, the earlier things. Where I was like, all right, now I'm vibing with this, and then that finished, yeah. and I'm like, oh, dang it, that, I want more of that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I felt the same way. I wanted that cameo to not be a cameo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also want that character to be real and for him to come visit
1: me. <laughs> yeah. God, I would be doing so much better right now.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So clearly we want to get into spoilers. Let's go ahead and skip right to our pre-spoiler verdict. Stephen Miller, if you were going to, visit, I must see reckon with the caveat, wait for until I pass with the caveat or I must avoid. What would you give it?
1: it? This is an example where my star rating system doesn't quite match with the system we have here because i gave this a pretty high star rating i've given it a rating i've given plenty of musty films to me this has to be a recommend with a caveat just because like when i left it for all the dazzle for all of my being impressed that ryan johnson managed to pull off the trick again i just felt this little nagging caveat of like i don't know it's fun but i just want a little bit more meat on the bones i i don't know it is a feeling i have and i can't shake it so really fun definitely go out and see it have fun watching it on netflix apparently families love this movie like while i was traveling everyone everywhere i went no matter their age or location or anything were like oh did you hear about that new knives out movie that's happening like i was shocked like it permeated the culture in a way i did not realize um yeah so have a blast watch with the whole family you're gonna have a lot of fun um but, yeah, it just it just doesn't fill me with perfect joy. There's something about it that feels a little bit too like temporary to me,
0: yeah, no, I mean, like you know it's hard it's hard to it's hard to fight with that, um, but i'm but I'm gonna try to <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean in all you know, in all seriousness, like like obviously the way I've been talking about the film in the first half of the film, it sounds like there's a pretty big caveat, but like I feel like. I'm I was happy enough with the end of this film and with like, you know, really just the second half of this film and the way it 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 sort of unravels itself that I just, you know, I have to give it just an honorary uh, must see uh, because because sure. like for me, I like I did walk out with that high. It's just it's just that midway through if I, you know, if the projector would have died, I would have been like, "Man, that sucks. He finally missed one." <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but in the end, he came through and uh in the end, I you know I really enjoyed it, so I think yeah. people should check it out.
1: Yeah, I I think he's still batting a hundred too. I don't think he's had a miss either. I just none of these have hit the highs of like a brick or a looper for me, and I really yeah. want him to like go back to that, not that genre because I know he wants everyone to be a different genre, but like go back to that well of creativity. And it, I don't know, I'm just waiting for it.
0: Yeah, and I think too that like you know part of the reason why I was so scared to have it. Have them try to do another one of these is because like the first one not only was like great And it was great from beginning to end But it was also a situation where it's like the person being murdered is somebody who is famous for writing stories about people getting murdered (laughs) By other people, right? So it's kind of like there is this this meta level to it, but in this film It's a forced meta level because there's a character holding a murder mystery game where they have planned the murder that is supposedly going to happen and then you know, maybe murders do happen, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it 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 it's a different. It already just in premise, the elevator pitch for this film is worse than the first film. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. already starting at a level that feels lesser than it's coming out on a platform that is lesser than, <laughs> and yeah. it's you know like starting with that dong you know like, <laughs> like thing. It's just kind of like it, it it you know it, it's like okay now I know why it, it feels the way it does, but at the same time it's kind of like man still got it yeah
1: yeah <laughs> he does he he's definitely still got it uh, i think in spoilers too i'm going to sound even more positive on the movie because like he does he he does a lot of impressive acrobatics but with, <laughs> with this story
0: before we can get to spoilers we have to say goodbye to the folks who are gonna get to see this film on friday when it comes out um so steven miller uh people are finding this a week where can they do that
1: i mean apparently i'm never leaving this office so you, you can just find me here uh or at twitter.com slash s david miller that platform is never going away nothing crazy is happening over there um, or s david my own federated platform my own mastodon s david a link tree that twitter can never ban so you can, <laughs> can always type that and see the one thing a year i write and uh yeah it'll be great
0: cool people can find me at dot or twitter.com slash christopher RL. you can find the podcast over at the, Spore the where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so on overcast stitcher apple podcasts or wherever podcasts are found if you want to know the episodes to go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash warning, facebook.com slash warning, or instagram.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. That music is going to fade up, and when that music fades out, it's going to be full-blown spoilers. We're going to crack open the onion, dive in, and, uh, you know, just spoil, spoil the ever-living crap out of it, so... Uh, get ready for that we'll be back in a second all right we are back this is spoiler territory it's the after part of a review of glass onion a knives out mystery we are here to talk full-blown spoilers steven Where would you like to start?
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So we we can start with the kind of big plot machinations of the movie, the way it retells itself. And I'm, you know, we are both going from memory that is a few weeks old. I'm going through COVID fog, so I'm going to trust you to help fill in some of the blanks (laughs) a little bit more. Um, My recollection of the way the movie works is first, I would say, the first third of the movie, that sounds about right, is like introducing this wild cast of characters you know um kate hudson dave bautista Catherine hahn leslie odom jr janelle Monet, and daniel craig who are all going to edward norton's big uh, i don't remember the character names i'm just gonna say the actor yeah, yeah. names um i i specifically avoided saying janelle Monet's character name because i didn't want to accidentally say the name that would be a massive spoiler <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. but
1: uh, anyway we were introduced to all of them they are coming together to go to this uh, murder mystery retreat uh, on this island. And everyone is very, you know, heightened. The um, Kate Hudson's character is a put a foot in her mouth celebrity. Dave Bautista is like, you know, a red pill YouTube man blogger who literally lives in his mom's basement. You know, the kind of (laughs) thing that feels like, you know, a little too cute. (laughs) Um, Maybe, uh, whatever. And... It is being set up, you know, they're on this island, we're seeing this lavish, empty rich person life of Edward Norton's character Miles and the jokes feel a little bit easy, you know, there's like a robot dog that's taking the luggage and there's like, a car on the roof and everything is so fancy and extravagant and every it's so out of touch and Benoit Blanc is like being friendly and polite and is kind of getting to know people and It all hits this moment when Edward Norton's character lays out the stakes of the game that they're going to play. And in that moment, Benoit Blanc solves it in, you know, like 30 seconds. (laughs) Um, That, I would say, is the first rug pull. It's like a mini rug pull. It is a rug pull that says like, hey, that formulaic thing you thought we were doing. Don't worry. We're not going to do it. And that's like a third of the way through the movie. So I was like, "Okay, good on you. That's fun. I don't know where you're headed anymore. I, I like it. From there, though, when you think the trick has been exhausted, like we've already had the rug pull moment, and it just becomes about what is happening here, who is going to murder Edward Norton, or like what is going to make this trip be unsafe, um, we're just observing characters interacting. And it's weird. It's like clunky. Scenes will kind of cut away a little bit before you expect them to, there'll be moments of dialogue. A character will like look in a strange direction. It'll feel like they're playing up for like a stage, almost like a overacting looking in certain way. It felt very cartoony. Right. And I'm like, okay, what, what is this cartoon that we are in now where all these characters are exaggerated and heightened and we're just hearing them have very like blatant conversations. And Benoit Blanc doesn't seem all that piercing anymore you know he's just kind of like a silent observer and then finally when janelle monet is shot and the film unwinds to reveal that all of this has been a plan by her twin sister to get daniel craig to come and investigate her actual murder her sister's murder from long ago that was a very impressive feat and it fills in the blanks of all the kind of awkward moments that cut away too quickly it tells us why certain characters were overacting it tells us like a lot of their backstory and a little bit of the motivation like very well done that that is very well done i'm I'm just gonna stop there to me those are the two big rug pull moments there's the quick fun winking rug pull of like no we're not going to do the formula and then there's the big rug pull of like oh no 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 this whole i'm gonna say it's like two thirds of the way through the movie it's like no 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 we're gonna tell you like a totally different story now christopher you (laughs) can have the floor now (laughs) yeah both of those rug pulls worked for me basically wait you said what both of them both of those rug pulls worked yeah i did not see either of those coming
0: yeah yeah so so the first the first rug pull of benoit blanc just subverting the entire uh Weekends plans of, of like, hey, has the clock started now? All right, here's how you died. <laughs> and like, he just goes through it. Like, that was, that was, I, I loved it instantly. I laughed. It was hilarious. And then I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it was kind of the, you know, like, I got a thing that I wanted. And then afterwards, it went like, wait, but now all that other shit that we sat through for the last, like, third of the film, now that's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what is going like I had seen the shot in the trailer of the gun pointing out through like the one way mirror or whatever it was, but like, you know, I didn't know like I didn't think Benoit Blanc was gonna get shot. Um, but mm-hmm. in the trailer he's standing alone. So like you don't see anybody else there. Yeah. So it's like hard to know what's going on there. So it was definitely curious where this film was gonna go from there. At this point in time we still go we still wonder why was it was Benoit Blanc invited by somebody. Like, how did mm-hmm. he get there? And we're wondering who's going to die. Because at that point in time, the murder mystery says Edward Norton has to die. But, like, that's not the case. I mean, obviously, it's not the case because he's not the one who we theor- theoretically think is dead um, before the second rug pull. But it's definitely... You know, like I was I was definitely curious where I was going. If I can go back and kind of talk about this as juxtaposed to the first Knives Out film, this is another example of of the difference there is like those stakes that you were talking about. Is it's really hard to understand what the stakes are here because in the first knives out film, it's all about inheritance, right? It's like, oh no, grandpa's dead. Oh, grandpa's dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like literally every single person in that house has a motive sh- sh- simply for the fact that they all exist there all of them were fighting about the will in the weeks leading up to the grandfather passing so it's like not only do they all have motive but like other people have seen them have that motive and when you're watching knives out it's all about it's not just about you trying to see did you catch what everybody was doing it's, it's about every single character thinks every other character did it but every single character could have done it themselves and maybe did, mm. you know, and, and I think that that's like the, the stakes are obvious. Um, there's additional stakes for the Anadarmis character. And like, what does it mean? Like everybody, you know, you know, if, if people find out things that are pointing to her, then this is going to look really, really bad. <laughs> right. So it's, it's yeah. like there's a lot of stuff going on that just means every single ounce of that film is like, holy shit, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yep. I can believe this person. Oh, yeah. That's interesting that this person is saying that this film kind of lacks that like Mm -hmm. we don't even know what the real connections save for that scene where everybody goes around the table and says how they know this person and what that person did for them and what we get is what sounds like a bunch of people that should begrudgingly owe him something to where if they were to murder him technically they are now not protected by him it almost seems like he he is They are all benefactors, beneficiaries, whatever the... Mm. Benefactors. Whatever the word is. They all all get something out of being friends with him. And that's why they came to the island in the first place. So it's hard to understand why anybody would want to kill him, given it seems like they all have their own problems that cause them to rely on him in the first place. And it's really... We have to get the information later that explains what's going on. And then obviously by the time... The second rug pull is completely finished. No one's actually trying to kill him. <laughs> like, right. We're we're watching, so it's like a double rug burn, right? L- rug pull, it, it,
1: exactly. And it, and it requires us to follow Benoit Blanc through some logical maneuvers that we don't really believe. Like there's that scene after he has spoiled Edward Norton's game, where he's talking alone with him in his office, and he says like the reason I have done this is because you, I can't, I can't do his voice. (laughs) Um, You know, he he basically says like, the reason I did all this is because I believe you are in danger. Like whoever invited me here probably has it out for you. And you have packed this place with people who all have a valid reason to hurt you. And in that moment, I don't think he justifies it. And I'm sitting there being like, I don't, that's a big leap. Like that's a big leap. I don't know if any of what I've learned has just like maybe Dave Bautista has a reason because by now we've seen him watch you try to hook up with his wife or girlfriend or, yeah. or whatever. Um, and the the fact that it makes you wait so long to realize that Benoit Blanc was himself lying and this whole thing has yeah. been a charade to solve another mystery. It is, like, very satisfying. It's just, like, it's bold how long the movie lets you think you're watching, like, a kind of not great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, everything is very simple and straightforward. And you're like, huh, yeah, this isn't, uh, it's not that twisty. <laughs> and yep. Then it twists and you and, go, and is, oh, my God, that's a lot of twist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's huge twists. But then it's interesting because by the, the end of the movie, You know, uh, so first of all, some things that I really enjoyed here. One, I think Daniel Craig this time around gets to do a lot of self-parody because there are moments when Benoit Blanc is purposely stalling right like just trying to buy time for janelle monet to go do her thing so you hear him like blustering and revealing the like where they are in the secret and like what it is that he needs to solve and it is all just him bullshitting basically and i think it's very funny to watch him like him play himself right in in a very amusing way i i liked all that um the place it all heads in the end is this kind of intentionally deflating reveal where benoit blanc is like you fucking obvious moron you did the most <laughs> obvious thing every step of the way you're unoriginal you copied everything even the you know murdering someone you copied from me yeah I, that's my favorite like,
0: part because because that's the scene you were talking about where he's up in the room and he's yeah. like you've taken all these people and put them in a room and put a gun on the table and turned the lights off <laughs> it's like he literally does that exact same thing and when he when benoit blanc realizes that 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 not only is he completely unoriginal but he literally his actual only murder (laughs) Mm -hmm. was literally to do the exact
1: thing yeah like when he's like oh my god (laughs) and here here is where i am going to be the smart ass who if joanna had been sitting next to me i would have probably like ruined the movie a little bit First of all, the moment the gunshot thing happened and the lights went out, I was like, oh, the thing that Benoit Blanc said was going to happen is going to happen. And I kind of assumed Edward Norton was behind it. Yeah. Um, but the, the second one, and this is like, it feels like a nitpick, but I was so sure it was being like laid up for the movie to subvert later. The Dave Bautista being allergic to pineapple, they telegraphed that so loudly early on in the movie they make it so they make a point of him saying like don't do well with pineapple allergic pineapple there's no pineapple in this thing and then people are I, I, honestly, having drinks and he has like what is clearly like a choking to death on a beverage that he drank and i'm like "Yeah, there's pineapple in the drink like while he was dying i'm like someone put pineapple in the drink of course <laughs>
0: What, I am gonna be honest, like because I wasn't really really vibing, I was like kinda not paying too much attention at, at the beginning. And I just thought when he was like, I don't I don't mess with pineapple, I just thought he was like, Oh what, you're not a pussy, you don't like the taste of pineapple. Oh yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. Yeah, for me for me, the moment he said that, I was like, That's just like check outs pineapple allergy. Yeah. and then when he died, I'm like, obviously he's allergic to pineapple and there's pineapple in the drink. Um and so when at the very end Benoit Blanc like deduces it in like his like realization of how Edward Norton is a piece of shit that that one just kind of bummed me out. Cause I was like, really You're, that, that's all it was. Like that was one that I, I felt like most of the audience would have called that ahead of time. And I, it felt like one of those pieces that Ryan like maybe was going to write in a subversive way and was just like, screw it. Netflix, people are going to watch this. We're going to sprinkle in a, a couple easy ones for them. I don't know.
0: So the real question is, were there, was there conversations earlier in the film not about Dave Bautista saying i'm allergic to pineapple but about people talking about killing somebody with allergic reactions because like that would be the excuse for it right it's like a constant like oh we had a conversation about like mm. oh yeah and then this one person like killed their landlord with peanuts cuz they had a, you know like something like that like i it would be interesting to see if edward Norton was also stealing that from something mm. different but who knows
1: yeah i don't i don't think there was which kind of undercuts the argument that he's only stealing everyone else's ideas yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it was a it was just like to me even in that moment that, and i don't know maybe it's just because i've known people with intense allergies but like if a guy who is like deathly allergic to a thing takes a swig of a drink and then dies, I don't think he got murdered. <laughs> you know, I I probably am like, oh, wait a minute. Was there an allergen? <laughs> yeah, know, I don't know. It, something I, about it, that part just didn't work for me.
0: Like, honestly, it would almost be funnier if Edward Norton accidentally poisoned Dave Bautista. Yeah, like right? that's because what I thought it, it was going to be. Yeah, because then it actually plays into the fact that, like, he has motive, but if it was an actual action, accident, you know, then we're getting into, you know, territory of other films that...
1: But that other film that you're referencing is what I thought we were watching until the moment we reveal the Janelle Monae twist. Yeah, right. I was like, "Oh, okay. This is what he's doing. It's a little bit obvious, but he's going to do a thing where." All the deaths are going to be accidental, and it's all just gonna be because these people are like stupid and don't care about each other and blah 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 or, blah I, you know
0: or it turns out that everyone there has a grudge against one other person, and it's like a perfect circle, yeah where, like everybody's trying to kill just one other person, and they all succeed somehow,
1: yeah <laughs> that would uh, that would be funny the the Mexican standoff version of this movie. Yeah. um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the other thing that I—how did you feel about like the the ending ending? Where basically the billionaire is going to win. He always wins. He has so much power, and Janelle Monae just starts smashing things, and then you know, Chekhov's Mona Lisa finally gets used and everything is burnt. There was something about that that felt like it was trying to make a more powerful social statement than the silliness of the movie could support. I don't know. I, I didn't quite get the, like, hell yeah feeling that I feel it, like the movie was supposed to leave me with.
0: So to me, it felt a little bit like... Uh, uh, like. Obviously, this story is not a real story, but it felt a little bit like the Tarantino Tarantino revisionist history sort of style of thing, where it's like, yeah, the rich guy usually... Gets away with it and there's not really anything you can do about it And this is a situation where like it's just gonna happen. But in this version of the story. It's like no Janelle Janelle Monet (laughs) (laughs) is just gonna like fuck up your whole shit and do something that you literally can't come back from Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's not even a matter of like it'd be one thing if she's like look authorities here's the napkin which still seemed silly to me because like how is a napkin proof of any sort of thing like mm-hmm. and uh, you know it'd be one thing if there was a like you could recreate that napkin like he did but right like it's just weird like i i just it it, it 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 didn't seem to be the smoking gun that the characters act yeah. like it is um like her character the her the, the actual person who's dead when the movie starts um i don't yeah i don't remember which name is which <laughs> if it's helen or Addie. Mm-hmm. um uh, A- and
1: uh, andy. helen helen is the actual sister who hires him okay and, and then uh, andy
0: is Cassandra, the dead one
1: aka andy is the yeah,
0: yeah. yeah so oh yeah like like the whole reason andy gets killed is because she has found this napkin and he's like trying to stop her from mm. Revealing to the world that like hey, this is the real napkin. I definitely invented it like the napkin doesn't say Yes, I agree. She also invented it. Here's my signature. You know, like there's nothing about that napkin. Right. it's just it's just a different napkin like <laughs> The whole story yeah. is they wrote it together in a napkin But it, he is the one like I, I don't know that that was the weakest part of the film to me and I didn't quite understand How that amounts to any sort of you know, like napkins aren't nine-tenths of the law or whatever. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah <laughs> yeah like, i guess it would it would show that he perjured himself because he claimed he wrote it all by himself and he had the napkin to prove it and hers has the actual logo of the place that the restaurant on it but yeah it's a it seems like if you know ryan johnson is writing the story so he could have written a more compelling <laughs> smoking gun um yeah. if he wanted to so that seemed weird to me that that whole it's interesting because they're like the gunshot and then the unraveling of the story was so, was not expecting it at all. Bravo, stand-up, impressed. Ryan Johnson's done it again. The actual ending of the movie for me was a cascade of things that I either had seen coming for a while or definitely saw coming minutes before they happened. Like I mentioned the pineapple reveal. Um, it was clear that like that substance, I forget what it was, that Alpha Technologies was, uh, you know. Clear? Uh, it's called clear, clear or something like yeah. that? Yeah clear it it, it was made very obvious that like that is potentially flammable and explosive and when he said the house was powered by it i was like oh of course something here is going to involve burning down the house like obviously you know it it has been planted already and there were there were just a bunch of things like that where i was like i don't know it had a cascade of things happening that it had like telegraphed and for me, for whatever reason, those reveals didn't give me the joy of like, hell yeah, you did what you know the Chekhov's gun told me you were gonna do. I was more like, huh. In these like limited moments you didn't outsmart me and I'm a little disappointed in that.
0: Yeah. The other thing too is like, you know, he's supposed to be this like, you know, evil evil genius minus the genius part, right? He's he's stolen everything, but he's a he's a an evil dude who was just trying to make a buck. But I feel like if you have this clear thing that mm. isn't going to work as an unlimited power sub- source, but clearly would probably make a good weapon. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems like you might still be able to make your money a different way. Um, yeah. But, you know, who knows? Or an un- unlimited heating source. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it turns out heat can also be used to generate electricity. Who'd have thunk it? um
1: yeah like like i feel like at least leslie autumn jr could have like thought of that pivot into a good product that will also make you tons of money
0: yeah but i don't know what are you gonna do
1: anyway that that big reveal was still like stand up and clap moment i can't take that away from ryan johnson like the 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 guts it takes to make like a movie where you know the like smarmy people in the audience like me are going to think you've lost your step and think like they figured it all out and then be like, okay, let me show you what I'm actually doing like that. It's an impressive trick for sure. Yeah. yeah. I I just think, I don't think it's like the first half is a not great movie. And the second half is a great movie. I think it's like the midpoint is an amazing, like it's an amazing trick it pulls in the middle and on either end it doesn't live up to that amazing trick basically like i i yeah. guess i would say it also stagnated a little bit at the end too for me
0: gotcha yeah i i think by then i sort of crossed over into the the stuff you want me to think is just fun is now fun for real yeah um so yeah let's talk a little bit about um you know the the secret set up to this film that is like under the mm. under the hood with with the fact that like the balls of somebody to show up to a party where you believe the host of the party killed your twin
1: mm-hmm.
0: like cuz it's not like he accidentally killed her right like he murdered her mm. so it'd be one thing to to like uh you know was that a place an avalanche happened Everybody presumes they're dead, and now they show up, right? To actually show up when you believe potentially everyone at the party expects you to be dead is kind of... It, it's like, how did you expect this plan to work? I mean, I mean, her character in the flashback is, is like, this is never going to work. <laughs> and Vanuat Blanc is like, no, let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, yep. it just seems crazy, though, because in a world where you don't know who it is but you think somebody was involved then it's then like, what is your gambit? Your gambit is, mm. I know you tried to kill me, but I made it out or you're seeing a ghost, <laughs> you know, like what is the actual expectation of the, from the character standpoint? Like, what are you trying to do? Or, or, you know, she does know that he's actually an idiot and probably won't know what to do. And he'll, he'll reveal his hand because he's off kilter because a person that he murdered is now in front of him. So yeah, maybe maybe that's just the thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a dangerous plan, but I think it as a dangerous plan, it makes sense. Right. Because I, I guess the, the problem is Benoit Blanc. And I believe he even says this, he can solve the mystery, but he can't protect her. Right. And so like, of course, if she knows for sure, and she believes she does, but no one has been told about the murder of her sister. You know, then anyone who seems surprised to see her in a way that is not believing it is Andy should be the prime suspect, right? Like that makes sense.
0: But that's the thing, is this is somebody who got cut out of the company. Like there's already a reason why she would not want to be there Uh that isn't her being dead. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's kinda like there's plausible surprise from every single person there. Yeah, And that, that's part of the reason why I want to go back and like that was the other person like like everything that I wanted to go back and see is uh, Janelle Monae's character and mm. Edward Norton's character and like mm. re-listen to every single line of dialogue from them and see yeah. what they're giving away in their reactions to things because he definitely seems yep. surprised that Andy's there or who he thinks is Andy is there, but he's also like seems almost intrigued by her being there.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's being very charming not charming but he you know offhand he's acting very gracious and like he's happy that she showed up yeah um it's interesting and yeah i i would be curious to see how those scenes play again because there's that one where she is like pushing him and pushing him and then he talks about like what makes a winner versus not a winner and he basically like talks about her problem and why she sucks and in that moment it almost makes him more calculated and clever than the movie gives him credit for. Cause he's like doing this whole blustering argument, knowing that he is not talking to her and maybe having figured out that he is talking to her sister. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it, it operates, but then he's also dumb. Cause why would he not find an excuse to make her have to leave and secretly get rid of her? Right. Like it seems yeah. like he could have done something pretty easily. Yeah
0: i don't know i guess we gotta watch it again Stephen.
1: yeah i guess so good thing it's coming to netflix
0: yeah uh yeah any, any last thoughts about
1: this film no it was fun. <laughs> made, made me laugh i want the covid cure yeah that's
0: the thing that we didn't get to talk about in the pre-spoiler segment just friggin' <laughs> ethan hawk showing up <laughs> Just being spray this thing in the back of everybody's throat. It's like a like a big. It looks like a cocking gun, but like it's some yep. sort of concussive little blast of energy. And he's like, "Oh, what what uh, what does this do? Oh, don't worry about it. It's gone. <laughs> your, your COVID's yeah. gone." Which Trust also me, also well, I, I, I was just talking about how like, hey, even if your thing can't produce infinite power, but can be an infinite heat source, you could make money that way
1: if you could cure COVID. <laughs> yeah i think you're gonna make some money (laughs) definitely but that's one of those throwaway jokes that doesn't yeah it doesn't bother me there was that and then an earlier joke too of um i think it's birdie J is wearing a mask that is like a gold chain (laughs) like (laughs) it's
0: just around the mouth
1: yeah yeah, like it's not even a mask i think it's it's like the equivalent of like chain mail or something it's like uh holes in between and i thought that was funny
0: it's good times Cool. Well, I think that's probably going to do it uh, for this spoiler conversation about Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery. And, uh, you know, we'll be back, back next time another Knives Out Mystery shows up. Um, Hell yeah. How, how can it get more twisty? We will only find out. <laughs> All
1: right. Bye. Bye.